All my friends, all my friends, all my friends with Justin Flaskerud. All my friends, all my friends, all my friends with Justin Flaskerud. Hello friends, how you doing? I hope all is well in your world. I want to talk to you about anxiety before we get into this interview later in the show. Now, lots of us suffer from anxiety, and there's a healthy amount to have in your life, but after that, it can really screw up your world. If you noticed, I said we. I have general anxiety disorder that I finally addressed in April of this year. I'm now taking medication for it, and it's wonderful. A few years back, I had a huge shakeup at my job, and I felt like the rug was just snatched out from under me, and I think that triggered the high anxiety of what's the next bad thing that could happen to me. I would get locked inside my own head with scenarios that were never going to happen, and it was taking a toll on my life. I didn't want to go places or be around people as much. It felt like a bad adrenaline rush when the, when the anxiety would kick in. Now, I tried taking other remedies like some magnesium, and that helped a little bit. And that helped me get a little clarity. But that clarity showed me that this wasn't normal and I needed help. So I talked to my physician about it, and he prescribed some medication. He said it would take like a month for it to work. And I remember at the end of that month, driving down the street, and I was like, I feel good. I feel good. My head, my brain, they feel good. Now, folks, not to say I don't have any anxiety at all or I live in a, a haze of everything's great. No, that's not true at all. It doesn't make me drowsy or anything like that. It really, really helps me. Now, if this sounds like you, I highly encourage you to talk to your healthcare provider about what you're going through and maybe they are able to help you like they helped me. All right, folks, today's guest is Cody Braystad. And as you will find out, Cody and I went to school together, well, from eighth grade on. I don't remember having any classes with Cody, but he was an athletic trainer and I played sports, so our paths crossed many a times. And I want to thank those trainers back in the day from, for keeping me together after all the injuries I suffered from playing all those sports. Now, Cody grew up with one of my best friends, Ray White, episode four, folks. So I've heard some stories of their younger years. And, well, it was time to get Cody on the show. I was born and raised in Laramie, Wyoming. So you were born in Ivinson Hospital. Yep. Yes. Did your, were your parents Laramie... <laughs> people going oh, back yeah. generations or did they meet like a lot of the university but they were Laramie people no my parents are both Laramie people my dad <clears throat> my dad's parents I think were born in the area as well my mom mm -hmm. relocated from Wisconsin um but has was there most of her adult life so yeah. we are we are through and through Laramie people my my dad actually just celebrated or the business where he works and owns just celebrated 70 years. Seven so, zero. Wow. Seven zero. Oh, wow. Yep. 
and he's <laughs> been doing that his whole life. And I, it's a, it's, I guess people, Cowboy Moving is a place that people know. So yes, <clears throat> cool. They do. And so, oh, did, how did they meet? Was it like school bands? Did they know friends of friends, stuff like that? Do you know that story? <clears throat> you know, I trying to think, Justin, if I, they were definitely in high school together. Okay. They're both class of 1964. And I only remember that because their reunions, I now they make me feel old. Uh, <laughs> but I remember they always had the best reunions. So, hey. um, but yeah, they met in school um, and got married very early. And um, at least from today's standards, they were, okay. it was, they were 19 and 20. So I know I wasn't thinking about any of that when I was 19 years old, but yeah, they've been together that whole time. Um, pretty amazing. I think it's, it's actually kind of a story in and of itself. That doesn't really happen that often. I no. have very, very few of my friends actually have parents that are still together and I'm pretty proud of them. They, they taught us a lot. Yeah. I, I'm a product of divorced family. Uh, yeah. My parents got divorced when I was like six. But they remarried like the next people they they dated. And so like I've known my step parents as long as I can remember. And they're great. They make my parents better people. Um, I don't know how my parents ever got together. I thank them because I'm, I'm here today. But <laughs> I'm just like they're such different people. And, yeah. and they matured into different people. And I was like, how did this work out? But thank you. Uh, I love them. They, they're both my dad's part of my life. My mom's I'm a mama's boy. So a huge part of my life there. So do you have any uh, siblings? Yep, I do. Um, made me smile that you're a mama's boy. It's totally, yeah. my, that's my MO. Yeah. Uh, yes, I do. I have an older brother and an older sister. So I'm the baby of the family. Ah, what's the age difference between y'all? Uh, so my sister is four years older and my brother is seven years old. Seven. So was he like, just like a built-in babysitter by the time you remember? You know, my recollection of him is I was the annoying little brother that he didn't necessarily want around because seven years is quite a bit of a gap. Yeah. And he was super busy in sports and his friends and we've just always been very different. Um, and, and so there was some babysitting, um, the story of our family is um, my brother and sister were watching me and I apparently got sick and threw up somewhere and they decided to vacuum it up. And so <laughs> that, that's still a story that gets told at, at uh, pretty much every holiday gathering uh, gets brought out at, at some point. So anyway, yeah. yeah. And my sister, you know, she was four years older and, um, she was brooding. Uh, so she was definitely always, you know, she was in her teenage years when I was young. And yeah. um, so I, I have great memories of my siblings. Uh, mostly I was a wrestling dummy for my brother <laughs> and I was uh, my sister really blazed a lot of trails for me. She was the one that got in trouble uh, oh, yeah. more often than not. And I think my parents were just kind of like, uh, he's all right. And yeah, I kind of didn't have a lot of rules in my life, um, which they also remind me of very frequently that I was spoiled and had very few rules. Your siblings say that. Oh yeah, yeah. Do. Oh, I yeah. I have three sisters: one stepsister, 
Um, my oldest sister is six years older than me. Youngest is 11, but that's my mom and stepdad's kid. I mean, she's still my sister and everything. Right. But I was 11 years is like you said, I mean, there's a lot, a lot of difference. I was a built-in babysitter. Um, wrestling moves, sort of. My older sister would kick my ass behind the scenes. And everybody like, you're the best brother-sister tandem. And we're, I'm like, I'm getting my ass handed to me. And, uh, she would, and, but I mean, she would do stuff like sit on my chest and like do typewriters and like tickle me. And then she'd do the loogie thing. Oh, yeah. yeah that was terrible. That, that was my brother. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was 11 years. I was just way too much older than my little sister to do that kind of stuff to her. Um, yeah. I think one time I convinced her I had a twin. That was probably pretty mean of me. <laughs> so, um, and, uh, but yeah, like I was a middle child and a baby on one side of the family, but more identified as that middle child. So like my older sister broke all the rules or set the rules, but then I was like a boy and didn't do anything. I was not into getting, getting into trouble. So my parents are like, Oh, whatever. And then they're like, yeah, you kind of need some structure now because you, you're pushing that envelope a little bit later in life. And I was like, okay. And so, but yeah, I always was trying to be different than my older siblings because my older <laughs> sister was such, like, she was good at everything, like athletics, academics, all that. So by the time I got to her coaches, her teachers, they're like, oh, you're Rochelle's little brother. And I'm like, yeah, I have a name. It's yeah. Justin, by the way. And I identify as a person. Yeah. And so um, it was interesting. And so I do, I definitely look back now and go, I did middle child things because, and I still am like the peacekeeper. I'm still the, uh, yeah, but I'm also like the only boy. So like, they're like, go shovel snow, go mow the lawn. I'm like, (laughs) why don't they have to do it? You know, she can beat me up. She should have to do it. Yes, no doubt. (laughs) <laughs> and so there and then i was like oh yeah their curfew is like an hour earlier than mine was so i yeah, called it even balance. yeah i called it even so like did you ever run into that because you got laramie so everybody probably knew well i i don't know if you recall my my cousin was two years older than us sir and okay so dustin i uh, was, was two years older and so i frequently got called little braisted while I was going through school and it had nothing to do with my siblings. It had to do with Dustin, but um, anyway, um, yeah, I, I never really lived. My brother's circles were so different than mine. And by the time I got to high school and, and even junior high, it was, I was doing different things. I was more academically focused. He was more sports focused um, my sister, I honestly, I don't know. Um, I, she did some stuff, I think, <laughs> um, she did volleyball for a little while, yeah. but I, you know, I never felt like I lived in either of their shadows. Um, I was kind of my own and my mom as a teacher, um, I did feel like I lived in my mom's shadow a bit because right. I was always, she seemed to follow me. I, I accused her of that because she was a junior high teacher when I was in junior high. And she was a senior high teacher when I was in senior high. So, but I've in reflection, uh, great. I, I'm so grateful, right? Yeah, I, oh, yeah. I had my mom at school all the time. And as a mama's boy, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So, my mom worked on campus, the university. So yeah. in college, I was, 
I was probably in her office once a week at the least. Because yeah. I passed by and I was like, I'll just see what my mom's up to and walk in there. Or there's no like I'm texting her. It just that wasn't a thing. Then. Yeah. So, like if I well, see her sitting in the window, I'm going in. <laughs> and then I always had a car and I always had go. a ride. I didn't have to ride the bus because I could go to school with my mom. So there you go. Yeah. 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 But yet, because my dad is was a teacher, a third grade teacher out in Oregon. Same with my stepmom. I actually had my stepmom when they were like dating, they lived together and such. Um, but she had different last. Nobody really knew. Like my friends did kind of. They'd go over to their house and they'd be like, I don't know what to call her. Do I call her like, Satan or Sandy? Or she's, and I'm like, she's here. What do I say? Yeah. yeah. I was like, I know it's a little jarring, but <laughs> in the house, she didn't call her Sandy. But when yeah. we go back to school, it's Miss Layton. Like, okay. yeah. And yeah. so, yeah, I understood that. And I'm glad I never had my dad as the teacher. He was mean. And so I was like, I'm glad. I, and he, he totally talked me out of being a teacher. Like yeah. I thought I'm in reasonable one, but he like totally, totally talked me out of that world. And I was like, dang, I wanted to coach football and stuff. I would have liked that. And I was like, I find myself teaching today and go, God, this would have been enjoyable, but yeah. I took a different career path and such. So when I watch back to, you talked about being academically inclined instead of yep. your brother. What were you into uh, like as a kid, like I doing academics and such? So especially during high school and it's, it was kind of nerdy, um, but it really was formative of being a part of FBLA. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it was, I, I don't know. I, I look back on it and actually a lot of the people I'm in contact with still to this day are people that I was in FBLA with that were from around the state of Wyoming. And um, I never would have made those connections. I mean, the world felt very small at that time, Justin, right? Yeah, it was, yeah. it was Laramie, Wyoming and, you know, Fort Collins was like the big city. <laughs> and and um, so that, that was a great connection point for somebody that lived in a small town. Um, and I, I remember really enjoying that. And it's actually, as I think about my career today, a lot of the things that I enjoy about my career today are, I link back to that and just wanting to have um, leadership and um, working with other people. And all of that came out of my FBLA years, I think. Yeah. I was into DECA. Yeah. On the same kind of experience. Uh, yeah. We were marketing based stuff, which nowadays, yeah. I'm like, I'll watch a commercial on TV. I'm like, that's not even milk. That's glue. Milk doesn't even look that way. Be real. I know your trick. I know yeah. your trick. And I was like, you can put that advertise me in front of me a hundred times and I will hate it way before I'm like, yeah, I'm going to buy that product. Yeah. And so yeah. yeah, there's, I was just like, it doesn't work on me. You're, these aren't the droids you're looking for. And so, but yeah. And I connected with people around the state too. Um, but also I came from a suburb of Portland, Oregon. I moved here when I was 13. <clears throat> and so when I was like other people, even though it was much smaller yeah. than Laramie was, but I was like, these are different. You guys are all right back in Laramie, but these are some different people. And it was good to, and then re-meet them in college as they yeah. kind of funnels into the University of Wyoming uh, from the state. And so those were our connections going in. So you're like, okay. I just don't have to hang out the same Larry people, even though I did. Well, I didn't. I created Lynn. like Ray, yeah. like Ty, and I, and we uh, really, really didn't become good friends till college. We were friends in high yeah. school a bit, but that solidified like 
our friendship where we were around each other every day, every day. Yeah. No, I, I, I have a, did you start, did you move to Laramie when you were, um, was it seventh grade? Eighth grade. Eighth grade. Okay. Yeah. I, I have a very early memory of you yeah. and on scout field at Laramie junior high yeah. school in your orange and black Jersey. So yeah, um, I, I remember, I remember it well. It's so fun. <laughs> it's so long ago, but I can totally see it. Yeah. And like, I almost went to prep instead of, and I was like, they were like, well, they don't have football. And I was like, I don't know about that one. Mm-hmm. And uh, glad I didn't. And I mean, meeting those people later in high school, that was cool and all, but I'm glad I played football from eighth grade. I don't know my body sometimes. It sounds like I'm a popcorn machine, but there's no like major. It took a toll. Yeah, it did. I wouldn't trade any of the memories for the world. And I beat up doing other sports as well, too. But like, yeah, it's I can understand. I, I see it now in like NFL players. I feel so bad from I was like, oh, you can't even walk after you leave this business. That's crazy. No wonder why I get paid millions. And Billy, like, yeah, your career is this long. It's yeah, tiny. this long. And you're going to spend a whole lot of money on that body just to so you can get up in the morning and. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, it was fun and all. And it's interesting that people like, they remember me like as a football player, but I developed so many friends after college. I mean, after after high school that they're yeah. like, I forget you played football. Like, I heard like, you're not, you don't strike me as that typical jock guy. And I was like, I didn't grow up with all the guys on my team. So I was not as dialed into the circle of friends you know, because I came yeah. from a bigger city and I was like, small town. You little people. Little people. I was like, I'm not into this. I got to get out of this town. And yeah. I'm still not still here. I left for a little bit, but I'm always like, it's funny how, how I was so bitter. But yet Laramie's been a great home to me when I overlook it overall. And everything. Yeah. I, I appreciate a lot about Laramie. Um, I always, you know, and I, and I say it lovingly, it's a great place to be from. Yeah, it's not. I don't mean that in a bad way, but it's it's. I, I have great memories of my childhood, and it wasn't necessarily the best place to grow up for me, but it was. It's what I knew, and it was. I have great memories of of it. Um, I remember like what I love about it, and what I loved about it is the sense of community. People knew who you were. <laughs> yeah, and and there were advantages and disadvantages to yeah. that, but people knew who you were, and that was that was a nice feeling. You couldn't get away. Couldn't get away with much. Yeah, um, that made me move to New York. Like, yeah. really, it was like people know my business before I know my business, and yeah. I want to fade into the crowd in wherever better place. And I had made connections out there. Uh, Ray and Rick Osborne, myself, had worked at a summer camp, and so I knew people. I met people. I met my now ex-wife. Uh, from out there she's from England and so like New York was kind of the middle ground but we knew people I didn't just go I'm going to New York yeah I I didn't like I I knew the places and so I wanted to fade into the crowd and I did and it's scary and people are mean in New York and I worked in TV news so that didn't help uh with the overall I'm just scared of like they're just crazy people in New York I was there during 9-11 so you top that on it and working in news, it's just gloom and doom. If it bleeds, it leads. And yeah. credit to the people that can stick with it. Um, they, people make some great, interesting news stories uh, visually and, you know, with their words. But I was like, 
a job opened up in education. I was like, I'm there. Uh, University really? of Wyoming, I'm coming back. Like, and yeah. then, But I didn't think I was going to be here that long. The New Yorker in me was like five years. I'm going back to Oregon. That's where I should be. And now it's 18 and I'm not going anywhere until I probably retire. So yeah, Laramie's good. And uh, But you'll never take the New Yorker out of me. I lock my cars, lock my doors. I have cameras. Like you'll never take the, that, yeah. out of me, that pair. You're looking over your shoulder thing. Yeah, a little bit. And I'm still, even to the day when like people just give you, hey, what's up? And you don't know, I'm walking down the street. I'm a little guarded a little bit, but I was like, okay, cool. Uh, well, I've learned, I learned that I'm definitely a Laramie kid when I was yeah. in New York. So okay. I get to, we would go there frequently and I just, I was up and I was looking around and I'm not walking a thousand miles an hour. Right. And it's always like tourist. You're a yeah. tourist. Oh yeah. Um, but I, I, it's definitely a whole different pace and a whole different culture, culture there. That's for sure. I think that's a place people got to go visit just to see it, just to see the cool stuff. Statue of Liberty. Um, I used to be like, okay, when people come to visit, we're going to trade centers. We're going to, uh, yep. the empire state building. And a few people, they, they're so like, I'm so grateful you made us go to the trade centers. Cause they went down later, but I was like, empire state building is pretty cool, but it's just, they're so far apart. It's a lot of stuff to do in a day. And uh, I was like, you got to come visit. But yet, as a guy that lived, I lived in Long, Long Island, technically. Yeah. I would come up into like Penn Station. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, back in the city. Smells like pee and burnt peanuts. Like, yep. I hate this, the vibe of it, even though I love that people came and wanted to see it because I had that same experience. But next thing, yeah. you know, I'm like, don't look up the buildings. We'll just pull over here. Then you look up because we're jumping in the middle of people's highways. You just don't slam on your brakes. We're like, you're going to get oh, run yeah. over. Yeah, yeah. you're going you're gonna to get run over and they'll probably say something to you. So yeah. I was like, we could pull over into this doorway and you look up the building. I know they're fantastic, but yeah, I was that guy a few times in the city. I was like, God damn it. Just don't stop. Like, that's what I was like, just don't. <laughs> why would you do that right now? And the, yeah. And, yeah. Tourist. 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 Yeah. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, that, it was not. But there were. I had to get that part of me out. Like, sorry, my friends in New York. Like I had, it wasn't me. Like yeah. I wasn't a hard guy. Like I, I came back to Laramie, like, yeah, garden and stuff. And, and now chilled out a lot March from those days and, and just mock TV news and don't want to ever work in it again. It's a tough job. And, uh, but, but people that love it and it's a different type of person yeah, to hang out. Not, with. not you. Well, and, and yeah. part of is just finding out where where you fit yeah so, and i i didn't think i'd be in fort collins still i i remember when i moved here and i just i wanted to be close to my family i i always knew that yeah uh, i didn't want to be in laramie necessarily but i wanted yeah. to be close and so this was my trial balloon and i was you know i went to college my last year of college i went to the university of idaho actually and lived in pullman washington for a year and that was too far away. Yeah. Um, I, I loved it. I grew a ton, but it was too far away. Um, and I moved here in 1996 and didn't think it would be this long. And here I am. In college did what, I mean, in high school, you, you're clearly motivated. College was always the way you were going to go. 
It was. And yeah, I, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I definitely knew I was going to college. There was like, yeah. there was no question in our family. Yeah. And it wasn't ever a demand from my parents, but it was, it was just kind of what you did. Yeah. Uh, it was, that was next. Um, so I, def- I went straight from high school into college, um, University of Wyoming. I had big thoughts of going somewhere else, but um, ultimately scholarships and the convenience of staying at, in, at the University of Wyoming was great. I, it's a, it, that, that small investment in, my, in four years has paid off exponentially. And, you know, it just, it's, a, it's a shoe, it's a foot in the door, no matter where you go um, from yeah. a career standpoint. And so I'm, I'm truly grateful for the University of Wyoming. I am also very grateful for that last year because I needed to get away. Justin, I, I never oh, lived yeah. in, the, I never lived in the dorms. I oh, never, okay. I, I lived off campus. Uh, I lived at home or I lived off campus and with roommates. And so I never got the dorm experience, which I look back and I wish I would have yeah. um, because so many people, that's how they met everyone wow. that they knew. Um, but um, yeah, the last year I, when I went to Idaho or Washington, it sits right on the border. Um, that was the year where I kind of discovered me and discovered what it was like to be anonymous a bit. So it oh, wasn't yeah. a big city, but nobody knew who I was. There were no presumptions about what I was supposed to do or what my parents did or where I came from or any of that. Um, and that was kind of liberating. Oh, yeah. Um, and I was glad that I did it. And I was also very glad to come home. So <laughs> is that, also, is, that, is Pullman, is that, they call it the Tri-Cities? Is the three? Uh, so I, so it's Pullman, Washington, um, Moscow, Idaho. Moscow. Yeah. And I, I don't know what the other would be. Um, 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 yeah. There, Lewiston, Idaho is, is right in that area too. But yeah. anyway. I just, I, oh, cause I've known something that have, either been in Moscow, but they've been in Pullman. I mean, they've all been in that area. And yep. so I'm always like, I thought there was a third, but I may be confusing. I, yeah, I, I was in, I lived in Pullman and went to school in Moscow. So, okay. Gotcha. Yep. Yeah, my, my stepdad went to, you know, Washington State, got a okay. degree there. Yeah. So I, yep. I'm, be, he would be like, oh, Pullman's just like Laramie. And I'm like, yeah, but you're not as isolated. Like you got other things around and like yeah. big enough cities and stuff. And I was like, there means like you can get stuck here and for days yeah. on end and, and not maybe not need to go anywhere, but that option isn't on the table anymore. So yeah, I feel like it's very isolating sometimes. And sometimes you're like, cool. Like no I was one can get me. I, well, <laughs> I was like COVID. I was like, the roads are closed. You can't bring COVID in. Cool. I'm good with that. And yep. so that yep. worked out during those time periods. I was like, the numbers aren't going up because nobody's here to bring it in. And they're like, ah, yeah. like, weird it, how that works. <laughs> it is. It definitely yeah. is. I am. Um, we went to, when I was there, Spokane was like the big city that was oh, close, yeah. which is where Erica is now. I've oh, yeah. not to see her, Erica Zaman. Um, so she was a podcast guest, by the way, people go back and listen to hers um yes absolutely good plug, <laughs> good plug for erica but yeah. uh, that was like the big city that was that was the big city when i was in uh in in pullman so it was kind of like the fort collins of laramie yeah 
And so you, and then you moved to Fort Collins after Idaho. Uh, yep. As soon as I, yep. As soon as I graduated, my first job actually was in Fort Collins. So my, my first job after college. Um, what was your degree in? Uh, psychology. Ah. So, Oh. Yep. I, I went for one semester in business and accounting and knew immediately that was not going to be my jam. Yeah. Uh, so then I ended up in psychology. I had no idea what I was going to do with psychology. Um, and I, I always thought I would be a therapist, but I, that was never that I ended up taking. It required a lot more school oh, and yeah. research and that didn't really intrigue me. So, yep, I, I got an insurance job right after I graduated. So I sold insurance all through, um, all through college, actually, to pay for uh. school. And then I moved here with an insurance job, and, and I just stayed, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and yep. you, you watched, I mean, that town is, what, quadrupled? Oh, yeah. It was it was nuts. It's nuts. Um, so we live in Old Town Fort Collins now. Oh, yeah. Um, and so it's which back then you went through that just to get to the Foothills Fashion Mall. That's what sure. you did. Yeah. Um, but now it's like the place to be. And it still feels a little isolated and a little bit smaller. But, you you know, when I when I venture outside of my bubble here, um, yeah. you can definitely I feel how much Fort Collins has grown. It's grown a lot. Yeah. I, well, I go down during college days to see Ty Mitchell at CSU. Yeah. All the time. And so like he lived like by the, I think it's a Safeway that's right downtown. Old, like right down. Like, yeah. He lived like three blocks. that Yeah. From, yeah. And so I was like, God, this place would have been awesome if old town was cool then, but no, we had to go travel to bars. And everything. Yeah. And so I always, when I drive past that old place, I'm like, we'd missed the boat on that one. Like, yeah, for sure. Damn it. Did he? I think he had a business out of there at one point, or maybe that was a different place, but I know, I know that he was close by. Yeah. And then, yeah, I can't remember, like his other, the Snowfly was not. Yeah. Snowfly. It right yeah. It was right downtown because we'd parked there for um, the Fort Collins outdoor. Uh, what do you call it? Nights, uh, Bohemian Nights. Bohemian Nights, New West Fest. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we would park. He would let us park there. So, and then he, when he yep. sold it, I was like, "Well, we can't well, park you, there anymore." You got a new place to park. Now, there you Justin. go. I'm right in the neighborhood. So there you go. I'll give you a holler. I make it down every so often. They have some good headliners. There was one time I went, and it was Michael Franti Spearhead, and I saw him earlier in the summer. Uh, at Red Rocks, and I was like, I paid money for that, and now I'm seeing for free do the same exact set. I was angered. I was so yeah, mad. I was like, do something different. Like, <laughs> he was a band that I, they were a band I followed for a long time. I'd probably seen them like second nose for a long while. Now it's widespread panic. And I was mm -hmm. like, I'm all about having different set lists every night. I know it's easier to learn the same stuff, and the band works out well, but I see bands that like, if you see them three nights in a row, they have different sets every night you're never gonna see the same song you got to move yeah. on down the road with them to find that yeah. same song so that's why i expect of all bands and it's a high bar i think sometimes and yeah. so i'm always trying to convince my friends that have their own bands and stuff i'm like change it up learn more songs like 
So you, the next night you can do just a whole different set. And they're like, oh, no, that's a lot of work. And I'm like, that's, a, that's exhausting. I can't that's, do that. Yeah, that's exhausting. <laughs> I can't remember all those lyrics. I was like, yeah, get a book. for sure. Yeah, so, and, and you've been, okay. You, you said you do a steel insurance, is that right? I, I did. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, no, I did that. That was my first job. Yeah. Uh, I, that didn't last long. Actually, it's the one job I got fired from, if yeah. you will. Yeah, uh, it left a big memory. Um, I was a kid. I was cocky and wanted to work my own hours, and that's not how it works. So, yeah. um, I that was a tough lesson, but a good lesson. And then I actually worked at the Foothills Fashion Mall for yeah. a while um, in the management office. So oh. no longer a place anymore, but it, I used to be there. Yeah, and then I started my HR career pretty much after that, and I've been in HR ever since so so wow god uh, hr I'm talking to the enemy i'm just kidding um oh no. hr is good people actually we are your friends of course yes oh i'm in i'm I, <laughs> totally because i've never put myself in situations to be yelled at hr so i've watched them have to do their their jobs so that's fine but uh, yeah. i know i've had many of friends has worked in hr but I just find it when I watch all our training videos and all our stuff, like you guys put that together and I'm like, Oh my God, this must be terrible. Like, <laughs> well, if you think that was terrible, you should be in HR during COVID. It's horrible. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, so, But I've been doing it for a long time. I, I don't even know how many years now, 20 over 20 years. So it's kind of, it's a different beast than when I started and I still love what I do. So I feel very fortunate for that. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I feel for this, those videos and stuff. And it's like every once in a while we get a new one and I'll watch it and I'd be like, God, we have to address this problem. Like, why do we have, like, this is common <laughs> sense. Why do we have to do this? Yeah. And, and so I just want to grab like older faculty and go, this is for you. Yeah. This, this one's for Not you. Every- not everybody has common sense, Justin. Yeah. I wish, yeah, I wish that true. they did. I wish I that they did. I know it's true. And, but yeah, when I watch them, like, it's like, really? We have, we have to address this problem right now. Like, I figured that was covered in the last seven videos, but no, yeah. this is the one we have to cover how, right now. How to be appropriate. Yeah. I, um, yeah. I, I definitely at some point should write down some of the situations I've been in and dealt with because it's, it's a fascinating field and, you get to see the best of people and the not best of people. That's for sure. Once you retire. Yeah. You got to start that, that memoir right now. Yeah. You forget stuff. But once you retire, you got to release a book of like. HR stories. Stories that you won't believe. That yeah. You really won't believe. Oh, and I, oh. they, every HR person has them. That's for sure. Oh yeah. You don't uh, want to be featured in an HR book. I don't think. No. <laughs> definitely not uh not at all and so while you were uh in fort collins where yeah. you, did you uh yeah a significant other i do right? yes yep how'd you yeah. guys meet so heath and i heath and i met okay. um 24 years ago um just wow. over we've been together just over 24 years nice um yeah, we a friend of a friend introduced us. Um, he was the store manager at a store at, at the Loveland Outlets. 
Um, and I got introduced to him through a friend and uh, we hated each other at the beginning. That's for sure. Uh, didn't really get, didn't have a good rapport, uh, but somewhere along the way became friends and have been together ever since. So wow. yeah, and... it's, uh, it's a weird story. We, uh, and we got married, I don't know, three years ago. So okay. we didn't get married for a long time. Um, we called it our 21 year test drive. Um, <laughs> Yes. But it's it seems to be working out. We're both uh, career oriented um, and have had, you know, our families are very similar. Our, we've had great, you know, just a great connection since the beginning. Um, once we got over that initial kind of, uh, I don't know what it was. It was it was kind of a competitive spirit at the beginning. <laughs> like who was more driven and who was going to do more. But ah. that, we've, we got through that. So macho dude stuff exactly yeah. exactly it's in the way sometimes oh yeah exactly. for 24 years that's pretty amazing and uh like getting married like everyone like i've been together with my girlfriend 10 years or we've known each other 10 years our official will be january 13th 2022 so that that is the date it was a friday the 13th and awesome we like, yeah, let's hash out what, what's going on. But we had probably been dating like six months prior to that. But everyone's like, you should get married. And I'm like, why? I'm yeah. like, we're not having kids or anything. And I was like, we own a house. We're very connect. Like, telling tangle us right now would suck. Yeah. And, uh, marriage really does it. And so we're just in Las Vegas for my stepdad's 80th birthday. And wow, the pressure was on. My mom was trying to really. Marry us. Oh, yeah. And we, if that, ever happen which i don't think it will she has just never seen herself married and i was like i have been so we're i'm good i don't if we do we do i'm not <laughs> this really. works yeah. there's other things i could accomplish in my life and i'd be fine and so uh she is like well i never could get married without my brother and my mom's like i'm gonna go home and call your brother because they do know each other and i was like oh no oh no <laughs> and my mom this would is... be the type would be like i'm flying you out because they're gonna get married and i'm like because it's time yeah and yeah ours, ours was yeah, ours was much more transactional. It was like, okay, we need to, uh, we looked into the tax filing statuses oh, yeah. and, you know, all those good things, yeah. all those very romantic things. Yeah. And we were like, man, eh, let's go ahead. So it was one of those go to the courthouse on a Friday afternoon. It was just the two of uh -huh. us and our, which our families were not super happy about. Yeah, uh, but at the end of the day, we just said, Hey, it's, it's about us. It's not about anybody else. And um, I don't know. It was just a thing. It was a thing. It was fine. <laughs> I really want to get sorted out and I don't think it takes marriage to, but I mean, well, there's documents. Cause I was like, if I'm on my deathbed, she'd be able, she must be in the room and vice versa. Yeah. And, you know, that needs to be sorted out in a timely fashion. I was like, otherwise I'm okay with not. I was like, but that right there, I mean, I don't want to be in that situation. And yeah, so, it pushed, and that's honest, me, it honestly, yeah. yeah, it's honestly what pushed us over the edge Yeah, uh, where we were just like, you know, I don't ever want anybody to tell you or to tell me where I can and can't be in that kind of situation. Yeah. And so that's, that's ultimately what pushed us, pushed us over the edge. Yeah. If that was edge. Yeah. So, and you guys got pets, kids, dog, dog, a uh, very old dog. Uh, yeah. So he is almost 14 years old. I'm looking, oh I'm looking to my left over here because he's snoring over here on his bed. 
Um, but yeah, we've always had a Springer Spaniel ever since we got our first dog. Um, so this is our second Sp Springer Spaniel. Um, so we've had pets for almost as long as we've been together. Yeah. And they are our children. Um, oh, I know. We, we, uh, we decided, uh, we did at one point seek to adopt oh, wow. uh, and, you know, went through the whole process and had kind of set a timeline in our minds that if it hadn't happened by the time we were 40, we didn't want to be 75 year old. High school. Uh -huh. We didn't want to have a graduate yeah. at 75. And so we just, we made that decision and 40 came and it was a tough decision, but we just decided we weren't, we weren't going to pursue it anymore. So I was we've, in re <laughs> we've redirected that to other inner, we've redirected that energy elsewhere. We have great nieces and nephews. Yeah. We spoil the shit out of them. And that's what we love to do. Oh, I, that 40 age limit for me, I was like, I don't want to be an old dad. And my stepdad was an old dad. So they'd always remind me of that. And I was like, yeah, but when I came home, you guys were like getting walked on by my little sister. Like when I came yeah. out, you know, I was like, I didn't want that to be me. And I, <laughs> and I was like, I was just selfish. And I was like, I need to be X making X amount of money. But I was like, by the time that age was hitting, I was like, I'm so irresponsible. And I just like doing things for myself and Tia. But I was like, that yeah. whatever kid. Yeah, I don't want to kid. Was, I was still raising myself at 40. There you go. So, yeah. Yeah. Yep, no, same thing. We do. I mean, I, my niece and nephew are older. And the closest ones we live to are Tia's. So they get spoiled. We see them. And I, I get to see them grow up because, like, my niece, my older sister's kids live in Texas. My stepsister's kids live in Washington. So it's hard to see people. And especially in this time where you're like, God, when do I travel? When do I don't travel? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And my parents went in Oregon, had a friend pass away from COVID and she was vaccinated. So they're very guarded right now. And they're like, yeah, you don't have to come visit and we're not coming to see you. And I'm like, okay. Okay. I'll stay away. Talk. Yeah. It's like, I get stay it. Away from yeah. So yeah, I'm lucky my, my sister lives here. Um, and so her two kids have been in oh, our life yeah. very deeply. Um, her son actually is her, her oldest lived with us for six months. Um, just because I think it was better than, you know, it wasn't living with his mom. Uh -huh. Um, so he lived with us for six months before he went and did an international trip, um, to Spain, um, and her daughter, my sister's daughter is a big part of our life as well. There are actually, there are dog sitter, um, the two of them they're built in, but it's been great. Um, my brother's kids are in Wyoming, so they're not far away. So it's been easy to see that's again, it's why I wanted to be where I am is I'm close enough that I can connect with everybody. That's that I want to. Yeah. The pop in like. My, I think when I went to college, uh, my mom was like, I'm not popping in. And I was like, good. I was like, you might not like what you see. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, got to give me a heads up. Okay. And she was good about that. And yeah. so I never, ever, and I've lived in the same town with, you know, during my career too. And she was never like, I'm just popping in. And I was like, I know if my dad lived in my same town, oh, he'd be popping in all the time. So I understand yeah. the people that go to like Fort Collins, Denver and stuff. They're like, I'm close enough to home, but my parents are just dragging yep. asses down here to show up at my front door without a reason. And I'm like, yeah, yep. okay. I've got an hour notice to like yeah. put it together. Yeah. Like, okay, sweet. 
Yeah. I'll shower. I'll shower now. I'll shower. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I got one more question for you, and I asked this Good. of everybody on the show. Uh, since it's called All My Friends, how'd we meet? Well, my like I said, my one of my first recollections of you was at Laramie Junior High School, um, and it was on the football field, oddly enough. And while we didn't talk about this during junior high and high school, instead of being in the sports necessarily, I was frequently a trainer. Um, and so I, that's probably how we met, Justin. Um, yeah. It was definitely in junior high. It was probably on the football field. Um and it was, like I said, that was my first, that was my first memory of you. I can still, it's, it's so crazy vivid of you like blonde. Um, I, at least that's how you were in my head, blonde in the football Jersey, carrying your helmet. Um, so oh. I don't know. <laughs> I, when you started talking about that, I was like, I was like, was Cody a trainer? Yeah, but, and I was like, "This is now memories are." I need this show too. Ray says I have a good memory. I don't think I do all that much, but yet <laughs> give me a few tidbits, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, there you go." And I was like, "I remember you being a trainer now." Yes, yeah. And, um, that that carried out all through high school. I usually traveled with the girls' teams, though. That's yeah. that's usually who I traveled with. So Erica and I actually were super close in high school, and. And um, that was primarily me. I was the trainer for the volleyball team, the trainer for the girls' basketball team, Mrs. Goldsmith. That's a oh, good yeah. memory back in back in high school. Um, but yeah, and Ray, a strong connection point. I mean, yeah. Ray was my Ray was my childhood friend. We were in the same neighborhood. Yeah, so, he always was like, "Oh yeah, I remember Cody from back in the day." Because he'll be like, "Who you got in the interview?" And I'm like, "Cody, Ray Steady." Like, oh yeah, we grew up on the streets together. It was a Riverside Drive. Riverside Drive. Riverside Drive and stuff. And so we may even, I lived out there in ninth grade, but you were probably getting rides from your mom, but I rode the bus then. Where did you really? You lived, I lived on Cottonwood Estates. I lived on the back. Yeah. Side. Uh, you lived you lived in the fancy area. Oh no. Got no cable. No. It was rough. <laughs> oh, that that was a Laramie thing. That was that yeah. Was, I mean, they just didn't have it out there. And yeah, like right when i'm like 15 and it like my only transportation is a bike i'm going anywhere so yeah i wasn't a big fan of <laughs> out there very often and i think we lived there a year and then moved to indian hills area which is just down the street from where i live now which is interesting i can pass by that house anytime i want and i'm like i planted that tree i planted that tree and uh but it seems so cool yeah it seems so much smaller yeah. this was my parents house the parents the house i have now but I, I never lived in it i mean a little bit when i moved back from new york but i've lived here this is the longest i've ever lived in one place like i've moved around in college so much in oregon twice here with my parents a few times new york a couple times call out college man it's like did i ever live in the same place for over a you year were, no. you were transient yeah, yeah. I, I definitely, I, I don't like change when it comes to that. So I haven't had that many houses. Uh, it's, it's definitely been get settled and kind of hang there. I, now, the longer I live in this place, I'm like, I don't, we talk about getting another house. And I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. Just learning this one. Yeah. I know I've been in 10 years, but I'm just learning this one. 
I don't want to, I don't want to move. We got a lot of crap. That's what I've decided. I don't want to move any of it. When my parents were like, they moved to Las Vegas, they retired there. And I was going to live in a house, rent it from them and, and try to sell it for them. And so they were taking me around the house and they're like, oh, by the way, everything that's here when you get here is yours. Like this couch, like this. And I'm like, I used to not have anything like yeah. I, now I have it all. Like I was like, I've amassed so much stuff now. I'm like, I got like declutter though. It's yeah. Like, you get, you, you get heavy fast. That's for sure. Yeah. And I was heavy like, was tough. if we're moving, I'm hiring moving people because we have way too much stuff and I'm too old now. So like cowboy to- moving and storage. That's yes. where it's at. Yes. People. There's a sponsor. There's a free <laughs> plug. For all you Laramie listeners, Cowboy Moving and Storage. It's your number That's one right. company here in Laramie. That's right. Go with the That's pros. Right. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. My my brother is now there taking it over. So oh, it's wow. gonna it's gonna stay in the family. That's great. Yeah, it's That's awesome. Great. That's great. Well, thank you for being on the show. My pleasure. It was great to see you. Great to talk to you. I want to thank Cody for being on the show. I found it very interesting that one of Cody's early memories from our younger years is me playing football in junior high, wearing that scout uniform. I was a new kid in town, a reasonable football player at the time, but hadn't become rude. You know, my nickname. Well, folks, on to the next episode. All my friends, all my friends, all my friends with Justin Plaskerud. All my friends, all my friends, all my friends with Justin Plaskerud. Hey folks, hopefully you're still listening to the podcast because I want to tell you about CBJRadio.com. It's a free internet radio station, brand new shows every day. Shows range from hip-hop to rock to an all-independent artist shows to a Friday night request show. And don't forget about Retro Saturday Nights. Make CBJRadio.com the only internet radio station you listen to. Do it. Do it. Listen to it right now.